Welcome to Shrimp Cocktail, a dish best served cold, a place where the shrimps discuss our lives, the Real Housewives, and the time Becky was assistant manager of Serving Cunt. Buongiorno, Becky. Buenasera. Sera? I don't know how to say it. Buenasera. Oh my god, my sister had this joke. I don't even know if she said it at her wedding, but it was during the wedding. She was like, everyone knows my name, but it's only in the afternoon. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I told you this on the podcast before and you gave the exact same look. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, that is, um, that's a joke, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was cute, but team Becky's team ride or die with Peter (laughs) so Becky just got back from Italy you spent 10 days there yes so I was there from the 29th to the 10th and tell me everything I'm so excited (laughs) oh my god it was just amazing like it really was like I had the thought of like this is a bit on the nose because everything was so stereotypically Italian None of it's made up. It is just like how you think it'll be. Yeah. The a- the way it looks and the food and the people and stuff. It's just like the stereotypes exist for a reason. And I say that like in the most like glowing way. Yeah. It's just like the beauty is surreal in Italy. I know. And- I, I really, I did not get used to it. Like the, I was just constantly in awe of how we obviously spend a lot of time in Rome. Like uh, we traveled a ton like via car, but like we tried to get, I think we had five days in Rome and I was like, this city is so livable. It's, it's like, this is like peak city. Did AJ rent a car? Yeah, we rented a car because we traveled Tuscany. That's insane because the streets there are so windy, especially in Tuscany. It was scary. (laughs) Yeah. And also there's probably no automatics. Like everything's manual, right? No, no. We, we made sure. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because they were like... (laughs) <laughs> like stupido you know <laughs> inglese how say how you say how you say loco yeah no driving was like i i realized it was like when we dropped off the car because we rented it at the airport in rome and then drove from the airport to all of our other destinations when we returned the car i realized that in the like days that we had it the week over a week we had it we didn't listen to music or anything once because we were so just like <gasps> no way like, you were just it was, like chilling yeah like scared and appreciating the landscape at the same time yeah it was white knuckling we almost yeah. died once um we almost got t-boned really bad like aj literally swerved into like 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 almost near a restaurant like into yeah. like that area because like there's so many blind turns there exactly because like, all i think of is those mirrors these big circle mirrors like at the end of like every street and when i'm driving in like west van it's i was just saying like the other day it's like it's just like in italy when they, in the countryside where they have these mirrors because you have so many blind turns you can't see where you're going yeah like i this specific one that we almost got fucked up at um they had didn't have the mirror or anything and yeah that was like the kind of experience where you just can't even talk for like the next 20 minutes because you're just like processing like how you almost met your end were you serving cunt i was serving cunt the whole time yeah but in an aj way or in the real way in both ways (laughs) (laughs) becky's glowing right now 
Um, also, the culture in Italy is to drive like fast and like an insane moron. They too. ride your ass like exactly crazy. Like uh, we were going like the speed limit, so like on a country road, yeah. these narrow, twisty yeah. roads, just like um, single lane kind of thing. You're going 110, and they're going 145. Yeah. The speed limit's like 100. I know. And there's also it's not like in the U.S. or in Canada. They don't have like police who sit on the roadside and like monitor your speed. They have these machines that do it and it tells you on your gps like if you're getting close to one and like no italian person seems to care that's how you get ticketed ferrari lamborghini yeah audi (laughs) (laughs) does the pink lamborghini just a race in china so deep dive into peter's life i did uh exchange with an italian family when i was like 14 13 and when he came to visit here, his family also wanted to visit. And then they did like a long road trip to pick him up in New Brunswick. But he got so many tickets on the highway in Canada because they're just for like, speeding. yeah, for speeding. Because he's just like, I don't understand why you can't go so fast. Because the roads here are like really perfectly paved and like straight and no one's on them. And they're just like ripping it on like cobblestones like the windiest roads over there oh yeah totally and like i obviously just like don't go to europe that often i was surprised that there was like no street lights anywhere like there's no red and green you know anywhere and they only use like roundabouts and oh my god yeah i was in ibiza i did a triple roundabout turn where it's like you go into a roundabout into a roundabout into another roundabout and it was on the scooter (laughs) so that's where you got injured Remember? Yeah, I know, but it was on the first day and I had to keep doing the scooter for like the entire trip. So I was just like in my sad like scooter life. It was awful. And then so what else happened in Italy? I guess one of the highlights obviously was the wedding we went to. It was just unreal. It was so beautiful. Oh, it was just an amazing wedding. Especially like that AJ and I did not know anyone besides the like the bride and groom and her parents. So it's kind of intimidating going into like a gorgeous wedding and not knowing like where you fit in. But did you get to meet people and make did you meet people and make friends? Yeah, we made friends. Everyone was incredible. I knew that like if they're her friends, they're gonna be nice people. Yeah. And the actual reception was just like one long table that seated 150 people. That's so Italian. I know. And it was in an olive orchard. So it was just like twisting around olive trees. And it was just. Oh. Yeah. My sister's wedding was one long table too, actually, now that I think of it. But yeah, I remember just in like small Italian towns around sunset, they'll just like set up really long tables, like in the middle of the courtyard and everyone will just like eat and drink. It's fun. Yeah. It's just the Dolce Vita lifestyle really actually is real. I want to go back so bad. I'm like, I'm not over it. I'm like, That's is this was... my personality now? Like, is this who I am? It's just like to be like a, an Italian um, fetishist. That's what I was thinking when I was getting set up. I'm like, she's going to want to go back so bad. Yeah, because like, I mean, it's a huge country and there's so many different parts of it. And I am Italy pilled. <laughs> not Vermont pilled. Uh, <laughs> I actually am going to upstate new york this weekend so we'll see why are you going all over the place for another for another oh yeah i guess it's wedding season we're at that age too where it's just like i know another wedding another club (laughs) 
Yeah. So I, I've never been to the Catskills before, so that's exciting. Oh, and the Catskills is just like a New Jersey thing. Is that, or what is, no. what show do they go on the Catskills? I, what are you thinking? No, I think in New York, they go to the Catskills. Where's Bluestone Manor? Berkshire, it's in the Berkshires. The Berkshires. Berkshires, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the Catskills is more north. And do you remember the movie in Dirty Dancing? Where I had, do you know that movie at all? Kind of. I haven't seen it. Because the Catskills, it was like, it was really popular as like a tourist destination for all the New Yorkers who left New York in the summer to cool off because it was so hot before AC was invented. And the Catskills is full of all these like massive hotel things. And that's what it's known for is like being a place where you can go with big groups of families and live there for a month or two. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what the venue is for this wedding. It's, um, I, I don't know any of the details. <laughs> I'm just going to show up. I feel like I still want to hear more about your Italy trip. Okay. Ask away. What was like the high point? What was the low point? No low points, really. No. I, yeah, no. Everything went so smoothly, even like if it didn't feel smooth, it really just everything worked out. One of my high points was the last hotel we stayed in in Tuscany, because earlier that day, we took a hike and we went to this place where they filmed Gladiator. <laughs> and that was so cool. Like, because it's like, I love that movie so much when I was a, like a kid when that came out. Like Russell Crowe? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I never, I don't think I've seen it because it was like too old. <gasps> Peter, it's so good. It's like a legit good movie. Joaquin My- Phoenix is in mm-hmm. it and he's just like, oof. He's so spicy, steamy in it. He's so evil. My dad had a brother. My, I never got to met, meet him though, because he died before I was born. And my mom always said he looked like Russell Crowe. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and your dad looks like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> and you look like you? <laughs> I want to see. I need evidence. It was my dad's like half brother, technically. And oh. I think he like either had no legs or one leg. Yeah, my dad's lived a life. He's from Grand. <laughs> was his brother an actual gladiator? Like he yeah. had no legs? Um, I think, yeah, my grandmother was from a previous marriage. And you know how it is in Grand Anne, where everyone just like <laughs> gets it on with the next person. And yeah, him and my grandmother were like huge smokers. And I think that's what was the Oh. Thing. I thought it was gonna be like a sardine injury or something <laughs> it could have been <laughs> a I herring have, injury i think i found some like footage of him and my grandmother in like the old smoke sheds that's cool did you go to any museums no museums we went to a ton of churches obviously mm-hmm. like if you follow my instagram in the vatican sylvester stallone was there when i was there really like you didn't see him though I did not see him, but there was like some videos of him being there. That they like me. they like him over there. Well, his daughter is named Sistine. Aw, that's kind of cute. I kind of like that. I want to have a sis- chihuahua named. <laughs> okay, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have like a chihuahua named Sistine. Aw, um, the food though. Tell me about the food. The food was amazing, but. AJ and I both agree as a takeaway is that we have really good access to Italian food in Montreal, because if you have to do a direct comparison to certain things, 
I've had better pizza in Montreal. And like, that's weird. Like Roman style, you know, like with like. <laughs> and we're canceled. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely made a point of trying to eat things that we can't get here. So I ate tripe a bunch. I never eat tripe. Yeah. They like to eat so, crazy food over there, like rabbit yeah. and things like that. We had rabbit that was really good. Um, we had rabbit pasta that was uh, very good. We I had fresh truffle, which I never had before. Yeah, I still remember that, that post. Yeah, I had truffle a couple times, and both were fabulous. Truffle butter? I didn't have any truffle butter. <laughs> you were churning truffle butter the whole trip <laughs> on those long walks. Oh, <laughs> leaving a snail trail of truffle butter behind you. Did you get really tired from walking around and stuff? I definitely was indulging in that like Italian thing where you fall asleep from like one o'clock to four <laughs> <Yeah>. o'clock. <laughs> Siesta. Still like I call it, I just call it nap time. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, Italians all just take naps. But like, I, I'm wondering, like, maybe you would know. It's just like when businesses close down, like you can't do anything from that time. Do people like who work in stores go home? Or mm. they probably don't like, live far by. They yeah, you must have to factor that in, right? That like if you're managing like a tobacco shop or something, you might close down for a few hours. Do you go home or do you like just chill in the back? What do they do? Just, do they have a cot that you just like they stand there on? stand there by the till in the dark? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I never I never actually figured out what that how that operates. But was it um, super hot? No, I don't think it was as hot as it was in Montreal. Like there was yeah, a huge heat there was wave. a huge heat wave. I was going to ask about that. Obviously, it was hot, but like it was high of like thirty three. Mm-hmm. What about tourism? And on the hottest day? Was it crazy like, tourist in Rome? Not really, because we were staying in like a trendy area. We were like in the Travestere area, mm-hmm. um, which is across like the bridge, going to like the main part. So we're across the bridge, and on the last few days we were there the streets were so busy getting into our Airbnb that you had to just like shuffle around like it was like sardines at can at like midnight. You know? I know it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you said you were in Europe before. When were you there? I went to Holland with my parents and my siblings in 2011. So we toured the Netherlands. 2011. Did I know you then? Yeah. Yes. I don't remember you doing that. I went for like maybe under two weeks. It was fun. I like that trip. Yeah. We just did the whole Holland tour. And then um, I went to England when I was 11 with my dad, like uh, just like a solo trip with us too. Oh, that's cute. How long were you there for? Two weeks, I think. That's a lot. Did you see a lot of things? Yeah, we we traveled the whole country. Wow. Um, yeah, when I went with my parents for like two weeks, I like literally <laughs> took them on the most wild ride of like seeing everything, <laughs> like every day. It was crazy. In the UK? Just in London, mostly. We went, actually, we did go around to a couple of different towns, did some excursions, but mostly London. Have you seen the previews at all for Atlanta? For the reunion? No. I'm like totally in the dark about it. (sighs) Okay. We know Courtney, the cousin, cousin Courtney. 
Yeah. She what is her deal? She's not his cousin. Yeah, but apparently she's like closer with Ralph now than Drew. Well, I saw or I heard somewhere that do you remember like on a previous season where there was this drama with between Drew and Ralph where he went to Tampa without telling her? Courtney was living in Tampa. Gross. They obviously knew each other, probably. They're fucking cousin kissers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're giving Salt Lake. I feel like they're both just as weird and toxic that they're perfect for She's each other. She's so weird. Wait, yeah. do you mean Drew or Courtney? Courtney, but also Drew, okay, but yeah. I was talking about Courtney. No, I don't uh, think Drew's that weird. I think Drew's fine. Courtney's weird. I find her hard to handle. All I wanted to say, though, is she has this dress in confessional where it's like, there's like ruffles that go all the way around to the neck, but then there's like a sheer panel in the breast and it like literally looks like a vagina and her like boobs are like the clit. <laughs> <laughs> like double clit. So that's all I wanted to say on that. Uh, <laughs> that Courtney's double clit. Yeah. <laughs> Live breaking news. Speaking of breaking news, Drew Barrymore is crossing the picket line. Do you know about she- this? I only know like the like bare minimum. So, uh, did they hire like non-union writers? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, they're that's just, like... what I want to know too. Yeah, I don't know the details pertaining to that, but what I did hear is something really weird. There was like a couple people picketing outside of the show, and they were handing out pins to like the audience members waiting in line. A couple of the audience members put the pin on. So the audience members sat themselves down wearing the pins and then the crew kicked out the people who were wearing the pins in the audience. And then the audience just joined the picket line. I love it. (laughs) Yes. I know. Can you imagine, like... New York City! <laughs> that's what they were saying, yeah. It's very, like, New York City. You don't fuck with New Yorkers because they, like... Yeah, you know, the disrespect to... goes deep with that. Like, it's extremely disrespectful. And Drew is the face of this. It's Drew's show. I wonder what kind of say she has at all in this. Yeah, apparently she had released an apology, but I've only seen, like, parody videos of it. <laughs> um, she did like this time last year refused to host the VMAs or whatever, or maybe it was like six months ago for like a similar show because of the strike. Okay. Well, I mean, I I don't doubt that there are elements that are completely out of her control, but you want to be on the right side of history and it's not like she needs the fucking money. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you alienate yourself from like your production company and just say, I'm not going to do this because I think it's morally wrong then yeah I still they're gonna blackmail her somehow I don't yeah know. I know obviously uh ongoing story but I feel like she has sympathy for maybe her crew and wants to get them paid more I feel like a lot of the late night writers there was some sort of controversy about this too where they were like the hosts were like paying out of pocket for their crew yeah but then Jimmy Fallon apparently is like getting canceled now because of erratic behavior I saw that too. Yeah, that like I guess he might have like um, some substance abuse issues. Okay, I don't know. I've never liked him. I've always he's always been. Oh, me either. Like, I mean, I don't know who he's for. Like to me, he seems like very sweet and like family friendly. But I guess potentially has some 
demons going on behind the curtain but i don't watch late night tv i don't even have like the ability to it doesn't stream anywhere mm-hmm. like you have to have cable to watch it right i feel like they do maybe the segments of it on youtube but i used to watch like seth meyers like pre-pandemic but that's about right it. i watch segments of it it's like stephen colbert or seth meyers or conan mm-hmm. o'brien maybe jimmy kimmel if it's like some celebrity i care about mm-hmm. if it's like maria bamford or someone but oh my god she just released a new book i'm on the waiting list <laughs> I know. I'm going to buy it. Thank you for reminding me. I... It's called like, Yes, I'll Join Your Cult. Speaking of autobiographies <laughs> about cults, there's this one that just came out, I think yesterday that I'm really excited to read, where um, the one like main defector of the Duggar family, she just released her book. And supposedly it's salacious of all the details of like what was like growing up in that family under like the weird umbrella of TLC and stuff. People uh, are saying it's like wild. Do you want to talk about this Danny Ashton Kutcher Master- thing? Masterson? Yeah. Is, is that a Masterson? Yeah. Okay. So I know a bit about it. So he just got convicted for 30 years. Yeah. To That's life. major. They have so much evidence on this guy. It's incredibly offensive knowing that Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher wrote these letters to uh i guess like leniency is what it was like character what is it called Character analysis but like yeah like essentially just saying that like i skimmed it but like that they were saying maybe like they don't deny the allegations but that because he was such an outstanding individual to them he should not go away for that long and he has like a daughter and blah 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 well it's Um, great that he's away from this kid yeah exactly that's what i was saying he's a fucking monster Instead of like the introspection on their part of being like, okay, so someone who I was close to, I have very fond memories of just did these repeated serial attacks on women, as opposed to like taking a step back and being like, okay, this is like something I have to work out on my own as to like how someone can be two things at once to write like a letter to a judge to plead for leniency in his uh, conviction. It's like, Okay, you're morally defunct at this point. And he's a part of that, like, anti-sex trafficking. Ashton Kutcher is? Yeah, he's, like, a founder with Demi Moore to, like, this anti-sex trafficking group, which also had this other sketchy guy in who was convicted of something. So it, like, raises so many red flags for me. Did you see that <clears throat> TikTok of Kathy Griffin I sent you? It might have, like, opened up, like, a suit. Um, I don't think I watched it in its entirety. Yeah. So it was really good because she like opens up about her brother. Yeah. Her brother used to be like a pedophile and she like spent her (gasps) whole life like trying to like get him to justice and he never was. And he went to jail eventually for something else. But she was just saying like, even my brother, like my own blood, like I would can fully like try to convict them. And if it's just showing you like their character, like if it's just like a friend that, you know, it doesn't, it just like shows like there's something like up. I've been, you know, speculating on like this whole thing as to like, why would Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis do this? Because Danny is someone who's high up in the church of Scientology and like their main Mm -hmm. tactic is always blackmail. Like to be higher up, Scientologist you have to essentially like do like the Catholic version of confession constantly that like they need to know every single detail about everyone about yourself and well I don't think either of them like the 
like Mila or Ashton are Scientologists, but I think the church knows something that they don't want us to know. Okay, yeah. I was going to ask if they were Scientologists, but another no, thing- well, I don't think they are. Another thing in Ashton's letter that saying that this Danny guy was um, helpful towards firefighters in 9-11, but I saw on TikTok that oh, it was all like yes. a Scientology recruitment scam the whole time. It was, yeah. Like, whereas, like, they were framing themselves as, like, uh, an organization that would help you in regards to getting, like, resources to, like, I guess, deal with the PTSD of it and stuff. But it was, like, just all this, like, Scientology propaganda, which is, yeah. like, Being like, like don't, going, take your, don't take your don't, meds. <laughs> don't take your meds. Yeah, don't listen to therapists. Don't listen to, like, psychiatrists. Yeah, it's just, like, completely, like, not helpful shit. They're kind of canceled at this point, right? Like, can we all agree that like Mila and Ashton are like done? Because like I feel like yeah. they've been like sort of sweethearts for so long, and I never, I never really trusted them. Mm-hmm. There's this PR person on TikTok who's like, "This is what I would do if I was like their PR agent," and basically was saying that they're canceled and they need to be under the radar for like ten years, and then maybe we'll see <laughs> if they can come yeah. back. Yeah. Like, I think the power that the Church of Scientology has Mm -hmm. is their, like, complete ruthlessness in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, targeting you if you cross them. So one of your main guys is convicted or, like, undergoing a trial for something so damaging as, like, rape. They're going to, like, ask the high celebrities in his life to come forward and Mm -hmm. say anything they can. And they're going to, like, be like, we're going to fuck you up if you don't do this. Interesting. Yeah. there's something like I haven't looked into it. There's like some sort of allegation about Ashton Kutcher's fingerprint being on a doorknob that like related back to like a murder. But yeah, like another thing the PR person was saying is that like, don't even utter the word like cancel culture because like you brought this on yourself and this is something that you have to deal with the consequences. And that's just how the world works is that we all demand like accountability from people nowadays. Yeah, cancel culture does not exist. Like, I don't think it's a real thing. Yeah, I know. It's just like, I, it, like not for celebrities. I think for like actual regular human beings, cancel culture does exist, like to a degree, like where you can um, have your life so royally fucked up, fucked up and be irreparably damaged by stuff. But for celebrities, like name one celeb that's actually been canceled. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Okay. yeah no that's fine i think of like chris brown or like Woody oh Allen. yeah yeah you know oh like there's God. just like they just showing, exist he was showing his face at like the venice film festival i fucking hate you so much yeah vom like i'm gonna vomit on oh my god anyways speaking of visceral reactions let's get right into episode nine of real housewives of new york city bad apples in the news i always like end the intro music or whatever when frank sinatra starts singing start spreading that's how i know to stop (laughs) the song stop spreading grin (laughs) starts yeah exactly okay so we get a preview from last week and 
And I wanted was saying that Jenna's brother looks kind of gay, but I realized that he just looks like Calvin Harris. I think he's kind of hot. Really? Yeah. Is he not? I don't know. I never thought of him in that way, I guess. I think he's hot. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, he's an attractive man. Like, he looks like Jenna. Mm-hmm. Aaron and Bryn are, like, arguing it out. What happened, like, at Bryn's or Aaron's anniversary party where Bryn flirted with Abe. What bothered me is that, like, Aaron was, like, trying to prevent the girls from ordering when the, when the guy yeah! came around. she kept saying, like... Now's not the time. Like we're we're still talking about this. And like, she hates food. She hates when other girls are satiated. I don't get it. She's literally yeah, an energy. It's so funny. She's an energy vampire like Colin Robinson, I swear. Yeah, she is. That's like honestly how I feel after watching her like argue or discuss anything that she thinks deserves a spotlight. Yeah, it was weird how you was trying to control the girls' eating habits. Like, what is this little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, and it's like, have you watched, like, Housewives before? Like, you don't shoo the waiter away because you're still talking about your fucking vow renewal. Like, no, you got to order. Anyways, I feel like Bryn wasn't really sorry for what she did, but she just wanted to say sorry to, like, appease Aaron and, like, move on. Well, yeah, like Bryn did her best at expressing why what she did was not that bad. And I think why it kind of de-escalated is because Aaron realized that no one fucking cares. I thought that Uba, though, was surprisingly defending Aaron. Yeah, Yeah, like I think Uba is more like uh, she had like a kind of like a black and white stance on it where she was like, just like objectively, that's inappropriate. And I don't think that women should do that to other women's husbands even if it's a joke i don't acknowledge nuance there's no nuance in here yeah like they weren't there like end of story get over it yeah and that's just how Bryn is they're kind of like talking about their sob stories and uba was explaining that her parents couldn't afford oil for their lamp so they had to go to bed early and all the girls are like oh that's so cute i'm like what yeah <laughs> I think it was Sai was like, oh. <laughs> they don't take Uba seriously at all. I feel like that's something that I'm picking up on in this group is that like they think they think of Uba as being cute and like non-threatening. That like she doesn't like have like she doesn't really hold space with them, mm-hmm. which like I'm starting to notice. We'll get into it later. Like uh, Uba and Jessel who, who are sharing a room, they wake up together and they have like the most frank and honest conversation that we've seen on this show so far yeah I was wasn't expecting that kind of like bonding moment but I appreciated it I just need to like start off by saying that I cannot stand anymore the sigh talking about food anymore like I just just drop it it's so not funny throw a granola bar in your purse and move on yeah no like she she needs to be more naiwani about this and always have a snack yeah, exactly. Bryn was apologizing to Aaron and she was like, I just was trying to have a Larry David moment. I'm like, oh, she's I wrote just- that down. I was like, what does she mean by that? Like Larry David, like that really Mae West kind of character, yeah. Larry David. Why did you divorce your wife, Abe? It's like, boom, boom, boom. 
Jessel's anal bead earrings. <laughs> yeah, she probably has no idea. They're in the car driving back from the restaurant. They're like, what's that smell? Is that weed? Just like Jessel's earrings. <laughs> they're wooden. Speaking of anal, though, in Tuscany, there's like a common souvenir that you see everywhere in the souvenir shops, which is like of a like a cypress tree, like figurine, but it's an it's an anal plug. Oh, did you get one? Yeah. Did you get me uh, one? I considered it. <laughs> Jenna was saying like how she didn't know Jessel's story, but she was also being like, you four girls had such a hard time growing up, implying that like Aaron had a similar struggle as like Ubasai or Bryn. I'm like, are you kidding me? This clearly is such currency in this group is like mm. who had it the worst. And like, that is just something that like I am, picking up on this franchise is like Uba said it really she articulated this exact point halfway through the episode where she was like if you open up you're fucked if you don't open up you're fucked like yeah exactly there's there's no safe space with these women I'm referring to Bryn and Sai and Aaron they're just like not safe people to be around at yeah. all yeah they just want you to open up so they can get dirt on you to use against you like we can get into it like the way they were attacking I really do see it as attacking Jenna. Made me feel so suffocated watching it. I could just see, like, when Jenna was, like, crying, like, in a, you know, unintentionally, she was just, like, at points, she would start breaking down and crying. You know Jenna is someone who's a tough person. She She's reacting to how suffocating this group is. Yeah. She's just not the type of person to open up, I guess. And... But, like, open up by, like, whose terms, you mm -hmm. know? Like, I really loved the New York editors did a great job when they, like, gave an example of, like, you know, like, when Bryn accused Jenna of being, like, intentionally closed off to her. They gave, like, us, like, in an alternate universe what it would have looked like if Jenna had opened up when Bryn was, like, talking about her childhood trauma, how inappropriate that would have been. It's that just was like so confusing to me. I had to go back like so many times being like, <laughs> did this really happen? Like Jenna's like, I had a genetic disorder and they're all like, boo. And they like throw yeah. tomatoes. <laughs> but yeah, no, like you can't demand someone to be vulnerable and at the same time bite the hand that feeds. And they're they're holding jenna to a standard they're not holding jessel or uba to that standard they don't care about their background they care about this like celebrities background oh my god they definitely don't care about jessel's background because they were literally like falling asleep while she started telling her story this is so yeah, funny the editors are so exactly shady. they're so shady when she was given the floor to talk about her like heritage and like where she ended up why she's the way she is they just like all collectively hated her for it yeah. everyone hates jessel it's crazy they're like did someone say something uba has a wop that she was trying to bring across tsa <laughs> okay i am so astonished by aaron not knowing what wop is it but would... it only proves our point that she's so fucking lame. Erin is a wet-ass blanket. She is a wet-ass blanket. She kept, like, confusing wet-ass pussy as, like, having a 
wet ass and pussy. Ew. You know? She kept just like bringing it up. She was like, I don't know. Like, I don't want a wet ass. Like, who wants a wet ass? <laughs> Erin fully has diarrhea like 24-7 because she never eats. <laughs> yeah. So the girls go on a sexy photo shoot in the ocean. Yeah, I mean, that whole scene kind of made me feel sad because of Jenna. Oh my god. Well, first I was like, it's so me on vacation or just like me every day to so just be like, let's get naked and take pictures. But then at the very end, when they all got into the ocean and Jenna was just sitting there, I felt so bad. Yeah, no, like, I think this really does reinforce when I was saying earlier that this vacation seems suffocating because they just like were really unable to see Jenna's perspective because maybe if the New York programmed in their brains, they're all about power dynamics. That like someone like Jenna, who is more powerful than them, they cannot see her humanity. And they pretend to like, they just like are always like saying these like passive aggressive things to her. Like, thank you for opening up. Like, we just need you to open up. We want you to be fun. It's like, oh my God, this is the fun girl we wanted. There's like one moment when they essentially just like forced Jenna to cry in front of them that side like pats her on the back and was like this is the fun Jenna we always wanted <laughs> so it's like why are you just doing this to her you're this is so mean like yeah the women are like fucked I felt like I was really excited to watch the episode this week do you feel like you're getting more like settled into the girls I think I am but I'm also getting like frustrated with them like what was like with like one camp more than the other obviously because like i know who my favorites are and they are uba jessel and jenna really and jessel too uba yeah, jessel and jenna think- not even Bryn. Bryn was weird this episode i didn't like how she treated jenna i didn't like that you know how like she was making these like kind of like false or unfair comparisons where she was like I opened up so much to you at Thanksgiving and then like, I don't even know your real name. If you want to know more about Jenna, like like really truly try to understand why she couldn't go down with you girls and uh, why she took, not that she took first class, but like more that she has this like genetic disorder that um, puts her like on a different playing field than the other girls, because that's like what, is actually going on with Jenna and like her being uncomfortable and like why not dissect that and like work on her trying to be more comfortable in the group instead of like forcing her to tell like their sob story because like the story about Jenna is like actually unfolding and being more comfortable in the trip and not having to worry about uh flying first class because like that's what's really going on with Jenna like it's funny because like she'll like open up to Aaron being like yeah I have like cone teeth and Aaron would be like no you don't you're crazy I can't even express enough how suffocating these women are because it's like such a double-edged sword that like Jenna on the previous episode opened up to Erin about like all of the reasons why she was going about the trip like in an alternative route. Erin misrepresented her and told all of the women the real reason she was coming down to the vacation earlier was because she wanted to avoid going in like and this is like even after jenna had like opened up about her genetic disorder to aaron and immediately aaron turns it around and say that it's like 100 percent about 
going first class over coach like that's ridiculous like why would you ever want to open up to freaking Aaron ever again but yeah exactly no Aaron is like the snake I can't wait for the reunion where like these things are going to become to task you know Mm -hmm. they wanted to know Jenna better they should be like working on like accommodating her and like what bothered me like so much about Aaron last week is like the first thing that Aaron did when Jenna walked into the room was like judge how much skin she was showing and I'm like that's the whole point of her going the day earlier because she's like uncomfortable with like her body and her skin that's why you don't make those comments yes no it's like the like total disregard these women have for her like and I like what I was saying before like I think the power dynamic is like what's informing them that like they see Jenna as someone who is more power than them so they just like cannot adapt to seeing her as like a full fleshed human being it's wild these women just like will find any reason to harp on her and to make her feel bad it's it's not a good look they don't look good yeah well at first I was going to say that Jenna kind of like put them in a difficult position by not opening up about her like genetic disorder so they did like look really bad at first because they left like this void where they could blame Jenna for only focusing on like the first class aspect, but they've definitely had like their opportunity to understand Jenna instead of like interrogating her and trying to like get her backstory because it's pretty much like right in your face, like what's going on. Well, yeah, I think at one point Jenna even says like, instead of assuming, can you give me the benefit of the Exactly, like, just like believe her for what she's saying. Yeah, and just like you guys jumping to conclusions tells us way more about you than me it's almost just like her reminding them that like the camera captures everything but i'm excited for next week because uba basically like lays her hands on aaron (laughs) i cannot wait for whatever that is i'm so excited yeah i want uba and jessel and jenna to become like such a unified front because i think like just energetically they have the most in common Mm -hmm. Sai and bryn and aaron are like the antagonists at this point i want bryn to snap out of it i don't think Sai can i think Sai is so comparison based she's like really competitive she's so competitive that's why i think she was hard on jenna as an influencer like i think she just like sizes her up and wants to bring her down someone was saying on tiktok that like jenna has influence and sai is an influencer yeah i i saw that too and like i completely agree with that sentiment that like jenna actually like has made waves in her life working for jc penny (laughs) okay well that's our episode thank you guys so much for tuning in next week we'll be recapping episode 10 of the real housewives of new york city new york city arrivederci becky buonasera ciao 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 Shrimp Cocktail Podcast is created, produced, and edited by Becky P. and Peter B. Find us on social media at Shrimp Cocktail Podcast and on Twitter at Shrimp Podcast. Special thanks go out to Cover Art by Catherine at Ken Pat and theme song by AJ at Grief.Turkey. Please catfish us at shrimpcocktailpodcast at gmail.com 
we would love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you love Shrimp Cocktail, be sure to follow us on Patreon for exclusive episodes and more. Bye!